And I'm Lindsay. And this is episode, oh my god, 30 of Ningyo Bingo. Where you keep collecting dolls. But never seem to win the game. Now today we have a special guest on the podcast called the Incessant Cricket that's in the background inside of my basement. But hopefully it will bring to you the atmosphere of a deep dusky woods giving you a nice cool feeling as we are going into fall and not be incessantly annoying. Please enjoy the feeling of a warm summer night. As night has taken over, the sun has set beyond the trees. A gentle breeze rustles through them, and you are warm inside your tent as the last bit of uh, gas trickles out, dimming the lights and lulling you into gentle doll talk. Did you know we're in ASMR podcast now? Apparently we are. I, I, I very much resisted. Spring that I very much did because my husband would have crawled out of his skin if he ever heard that. I that's I what I'm here for, trolling your husband. No, I do that. That's my job. It's true. You're much better at it than I ever that's would be. Me. Um. Okay. So lots have happened. In my experimental new format for Ningyo Bingo, uh, we are doing another Ningyo Bingo bits. Um. Little bits of, of current events. Stuff. Yeah. Sorry, little little bits of current events um, that uh, have happened over the last few months uh, that we would like to talk about in a somewhat timely basis. Uh, so maybe every third or fourth episode, we'll try and do one of these so we can talk about things and just kind of kind of think about them. Think about we, yeah, what we've done. A lot of stuff kind of comes up that's really interesting and. It's been nice to sort of pop around and bring to you kind of the things we are observing and hearing about in the hobby, in case you're not somebody who is always paying super close attention, like some of us on this podcast. Yeah, because you have, like, a new job with, like, responsibilities and hours. And small children. And extreme exhaustion and mental fatigue. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but this does mean that now Becca gets to surprise me with all the things that have been happening. Speaking of which, don't open it yet. I oh, have sent it. her. I have sent her a mystery link. Granted, the link has some words in it, but I'm not quite sure of its entire context. Uh, you will have to wait for Lindsay's reaction to this wonderful mystery link. Uh, I think. Maybe I'll save that for last, somewhere in the middle. We'll see. We'll see where it fits into the conversation. Whenever um, you need me kind of probably making screamy, screechy noises is what I'm assuming it's going to do to me. See, the context that the whole conversation about trolling Becca's husband also applies to me. Mm. So we're about to experience that together. <laughs> yeah, well, don't scream too loud because number one, you'll you'll uh, you'll pop the levels, and number two, you'll you'll scare the cricket. Yeah, we need the cricket. He's very important. He's a good guy. He's a little good luck one. He's like the one from uh, Mulan. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Segway. Oh. <laughs> so, oh my goodness! Did we naturally hit a segue and then point it out? Yes, that's wonderful. What, that's our job. That's what that we is do. our job. It's our brand. This is what we need. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So last weekend, because today is the 10th of September, um, was the DALPA in LA, which is the first DALPA we've had in a little while here. 
Um, it's pretty dang cool. Instagram has been full of beautiful photographs. I actually know about this thing happening because of Instagram. Thank you, Instagram. <laughs> so, so there's like three or four really cool things that came out of uh, the Dalpa. Um, number one being that there was a big black sign that simply stated Disney Princess. Not princess. I didn't see that part. Princess. Actually. Okay, so... So here's the interesting thing to, for me about this. I don't think because it states Disney princess, not princesses, is it necessarily a singular princess. Consider Japan. Plurals don't happen that often. That's true. They will often sort of just like almost like kind of purposefully be like, eh, we're going to write it this way. And it might mean more than one. It might mean just one. Yes. You know, this also reminds me of, didn't they do a beautiful auction model some uh, time in the recent past? Yes. That okay, was, so a, was a Cinderella? Yes. So there was an auction model that was a Cinderella. Um, in fact, there was a Fortuna that was done off as a one-off model at this Dalpa, which sold for $43,000. Holy, is that, is that what the auction model was this yes, time it, around? Yes, it was. So I, that's... I saw a brief image of her. She's a beautiful classic mold. And I believe Fortuna is also another like classic princess. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Um, but anyway, I'm not yes. familiar with it, unfortunately. Enough. That might be, that might be the name of Sleeping Beauty, Fortuna. You know, uh, looking at the picture of her, because I incidentally um, had an Instagram up to look at pictures and she's on the Instagram. She does have clothes that has that Rococo kind of layered That's falling it. feeling with a golden tone. So I would be tempted to agree with you. <laughs> now that I know for sure. She has like the brown hair and a sort of coquettish kind of posing in the way she was presented, which is kind of really delightful. Yes, so so that being said, coming back to the Disney princess thing, um, so this is interesting because I think a few things are happening here. Uh, number one, yes, they've kind of sort of collabed with Disney in the past. There was also, I think, one one-off uh, Elsa or something they did once. It was another, again, another uh, charity auction one. Um, it was something in conjunction with a Disney anniversary event, I oh, believe. Oh, yes. I remember now. It was a D23 Expo. It was. Which I assume to take D23 is the 23rd Disney convention. No, no. They always call it D23. I think 23 refers to something in the Disney lore. Um, maybe a building or something like that. <laughs> Deep in the lore. It might also be the year that it was founded. Perhaps. I can't remember. All the Disney fans are like screaming into their cars or where whatever they listen Somewhere to. there's a great screaming and we can't quite recall. No. Um. Somewhere <laughs> deep into the future. Um, so so it's like an Exco and they talk about new stuff coming up and things like that. And sometimes they do auctions and sales uh, and things there. Disney's a big enough deal. I mean, it, it's definitely enough. If anime can have conventions, I'm sure Disney can have a convention. Right. And it's a Disney-sponsored kind of Disney convention where they kind of show uh, new stuff coming up. Like, they just actually talk so about a, corporate, a lot of... Corporate-based. A lot of changes coming up to Epcot. Um, unfortunately, not the one thing I want changed. <laughs> what did you want changed that they didn't do? Well, they 
they kicked out Ellen's energy adventure, which is BS, uh, and they are putting Guardians of the Galaxy over there. Uh, that being oh, said, oh, I can see how that would synergize. Well, basically, like, they're they're the entirety of Epcot. They're putting in a lot more things that tie in with properties, like and right. pulling out. They're this, doing. They're pushing it, <laughs> and they're they're pulling out of the edutainment kind of angle, which oh, I. I kind of like edutainment. I'm slightly, like, required to like edutainment these days, but I do like the sort of, the classic feeling yeah, that they have. Yeah, yeah. Not I that did. I've ever actually been, I mean, I've been to Disney land, no, not land, Disney Sea? Disney Sea in Japan, and that's it. Yeah. But- <laughs> I mean, that being said, in the realm of edutainment, they did update the, uh... This is briefly a Disney podcast. They are updating the um, movies that have been kind of the same for since like the 80s or the 90s around the World Showcase. And they also updated the one that was in the uh, the Greenhouse Tour. So that's kind of cool. But oh. I would like a return back to the cool ass friggin steampunk Dreamfinder, please, with Figment. Because he's great. They even launched a friggin' comic, like, short-form comic book with him, which was also oh, wow. great. So, speaking of great comics, I know we're going on quite... The tangent is is traveling right now. <laughs> but have you heard about Hallmark's Rainbow Bright comic and how good it is? What? <laughs> I know it's a weird sideways, but it's a classic property. Hallmark... Very specifically, and I might have, like, connections about why I know a little bit about it, but, um, and why it's on my radar. (laughs) But they made a rebooted Rainbow Bright comic, but this time with, like, this really delightful, like, um, sort of empowering people of all kinds of shapes and backgrounds to sort of have this sort of joy in the property, and the comic's supposed to be really, really good and sold, like, super, super well. It's so cool. I want I want the Care Bears reboot where we get the grumpy bear and he's, like, everybody's chill with it. And we get the, the rainy bear and everybody, like, understands depression and, like, knows how to talk with and help a depressed <laughs> oh, person. Oh, that would be so good, wouldn't it? That yeah. would be really good. Steven Universe gets pretty close sometimes to being that kind of accessible about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, any case, uh, somewhere we were talking about dolls and got way off topic. Okay, so Disney Princess. (laughs) So, it says Disney Princess, but I think the reason they said Disney Princess is because they actually don't know which one's releasing first. My bet is... Also, it makes everyone start yelling at each other about what is it going to be, which is good PR. Right. So, everybody (laughs) starts yelling at each other, seeing which one it's going to be, so it's good PR, and then they can judge which one to sell first. Plus, things... Yes. Sell great when you sell them in sets because it's really hard when you it's oh, once you pop we, you just can't stop you know that feeling. we did a whole episode about this if anyone would like to go back to episode oh what number was it I don't even know but we did it, we have done an episode about collecting and the collecting urge and sort of how it applies to dolls if you want to go back for it yeah uh, for like an hour of us talking about it um, but man man them being able to hook up that property. Like, yeah. not just as an auction, which might be where it started, like, them proving that we can make a um, product that matches Disney's expectations for what their property is doing and how it's being treated. Yeah. Um, so, my thought is, 
they are developing several models at once, and whichever one Disney greenlights first, they release first. That sounds about right for how Disney works. So, and I mean, we already have like this Disney animators collection. Um, That's true. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, if they did a limited of a Disney property, I don't know how they would manage to keep scalpers out of the out of the pit. Okay, so here's the Cinderella they did, uh, which sold for over ten thousand um, dollars. Yeah, a D twenty three, I yeah. think it was. Yeah. So it was a, a, a Cinderella. I remembered the glass slipper. I was thinking it was something else because it was blue. Ooh, it looks like there was also a really cool Jack Skellington one. <gasps> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, these are one-offs though. But oh my God, Lindsay, have you seen the videos of the new um, the 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 new fireworks show? Uh, no, um, I'm not deep enough in Disney. Okay, so to have done so. I, I consider this doll adjacent because they basically have uh, almost like. Festival of the Lion King, like, um, puppet for Jack Skellington, where oh. the person's, like, standing behind it and doing puppetry, and puppets are dolls. That's, that's so cool. With animations on the face, uh, and movement on the face, and limited oh. movement of the hands. Oh my god! Ah. And he, he looks <laughs> all spindly and tall and everything, and it's real good. I have never actually wanted to go to Disney World more than I have this moment. Um, so he will only only appear during the nighttime show during the special extra ticketed event, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Um, no. You get to go in at seven p.m. and stay till the end of the night, which is extra long. And you, if you have kids or whatever, you can trick or treat too and things like that. And oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, that's kind of cute. Can you imagine trick or treating in like freaking Disneyland? Like, wow! What, a, what a adults, thing to do. Apparently, the adults are allowed to like dress up for this thing too. But I've never. <gasps> yeah, there's usually there's like a, a period of time, a spe- very specific one where you're allowed to actually be in costume. Right. Like I said, it's only during these parties. Otherwise, oh my gosh, Disney they tangent don't again. People get confused and yeah. <laughs> so there's something called Disney bounding. Have you heard of that? I have. This word is familiar to me, but I have extremely forgotten. Very sincerely, this isn't even me pretending. So Becca can tell me. I have sincerely forgotten what it is. Okay. So <laughs> Disney actually forbids people, other than like little children in princess dresses and pirate things, to come to Disney in costume. Um, as much as it would be super duper cool to be Cinderella in front of Cinderella Castle for your cosplay pictures, they just don't allow that. A lot of it's like safety reasons. They don't want like little children going up to people that are not their staff and saying, Cinderella, can you have my picture? Can I hug you? And things like that. So it kind of Yeah, and they're very precious about how their characters are represented inside of the park. Like the guidelines are long and many. So not losing control over that goes against everything their kind of MO is linked to. So what what the the cosplayers of Disney do is they do something where it's called Disney bounding. Almost in the similar way where you kind of take a Pokemon and kind of make it into an outfit. They take a Disney character and they kind of make it into an outfit. 
Oh, so it's like a themed outfit where you're taking elements from the costumery or from the colors or the shapes of what they what the character wears, but it's translated into these are normal clothes. They just happen to be like I have the band headband that's similar to Snow White's, and my color blocking is similar to Snow White's color blocking on her outfit. Yeah, or I'm like doing Winnie the Pooh, and I have like a red T-shirt and an orange hat on and some orange pants on, and it all works. That's really cool, actually. Like, yeah. that's so, like, there's so many avenues for being super creative about how you're expressing something so everyone knows what you're doing, but you're not, like, crossing a line over into full costume. Right. So, so my challenge to everyone on, uh, who's listening to this is now, October is going to be, let's do some character or disney bounding doll costumes guys it's gonna be halloween oh that would be so cool show show me your disney bounded dolls on our uh group on the facebook page that would be really really cool or if you can't figure out the group on the facebook page please just uh email them to us ningyo bingo and then i will scream because i love this kind of stuff yeah Yeah, and then we will uh we will share them with everybody. Unfortunately, I do not have the means to dispense a prize, but we will discuss, and perhaps we'll just vote and say our favorites. Um, <laughs> Talk about why they're great. Yes. I have this vision. I have a vision now. I don't think I'll be able to actually sit down and do it because of a variety of things related to kindergarten, but um, <laughs> uh, an image of my uh, the large, the only Volks doll I own of the lovely girl that you helped me slash forced me slash threw me into acquiring <laughs> because Oops. you knew I wanted it and you're right. Um, um it it spoke to it's me. It's the closest thing to perfect I will probably ever get in my life about like when it comes to a Volks. Um I feel touched. is a Jack Skeleton themed Disney bound outfit where you do like the really high waisted, like really cute pants because his legs are, like, forever with the thin striping on them. The kind of, that like, go all the way up, like, all the way up your waist. Yes. With, like, this cute bolero jacket over it. Ooh. And, like, a white t-shirt, like, a white scoop neck shirt underneath. And, like, really cool, like, like the kind of pointy, but, like, with a heeled shoe shoe. Like, you could just visit me and we could have a dolly sewing weekend. It's true. Yeah. We Doll should clothes- do that. Don't take as long to sew as human clothes, provided you're you, not You doing... haven't met me. I take forever doing all the things when it comes to sewing. <laughs> I'm a very slow, like, uh, costume maker. Yeah, provided you're not making very specific accessories or things like that, and not trying to create one for one, like, I don't know, Crunchyroll Hime. Um, this is true. <laughs> it usually doesn't take that long. Um, so anyway, that's... I need to make a sloper so, for her. Please show us your Disney-bounded dolls. Um, that uh, would th- be so cool. Show us, like, you don't have to show us within a certain range of time. Just show us them anytime. But if you would like to submit them between, like, now and, like, winter, that'd be <laughs> now, cool. Ideally, if I release this in a good amount of time, now and, like, Halloween, October 31st, um... Yeah, do that. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Um, so then, uh, another thing I saw actually is there's like an ornament that uh, someone so someone got one of the Super Dolphy icons and they 
Uh, they didn't bring it into the park because they were a little wobbly about it, and people don't usually like you having your dolls out when you're on the rides, apparently. Um, but they... Wait, wait, a super dolphy icon? Like, for real? Yeah, so, like, she didn't bring it through the park, but she found, like, um, How'd she ornament. have one of those and was able to go to Disney with it? Yeah. Oh, wait, it's in L.A., that's right. Yeah, actually, it's, that hotel, <laughs> that hotel is, like, adjacent to Disneyland. Like I didn't, re- I, for a moment, I was like, who the heck got on a plane to Florida after being in Los Angeles? No, no, yeah, so it's adjacent to Disneyland. So they took, th- so they got an ornament. They said they had to search through the bin for one that was pretty perfect, and it was, like, a sequined Minnie Mouse headband. So there, and it was of a very good scale for the doll. And they had a little Mickey Mouse waffle with it, which was also very precious. Oh, that's really, really good. Also makes me really, really hungry. Also is a really, really good segue to talk about Dolphy Icon. Yeah, so Dolphy Icon was released at Dolpa in and, LA. Because and- we're the weirdos who get these things, apparently. I mean, it said it was, okay, so it said it was only going to be the initial release of it. And for the initial release of it, it came with the wonderful added bonus of having a belly button piercing. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's that's why every outfit's awkwardly showing off their middle drift, the midriff. I was wondering about that. Yeah. I mean, that being <laughs> Cause, said. Because, like, that's not the nicest looking place on the skull. <laughs> I mean, okay, especially, well, we're... We are kind of picky, and we are kind of off-put by the 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 anorexic-like proportion, which we have entire episode on body image. If you want to listen to that, um, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like with the way that uh, Dolphy Dreams Waystar, and it is basically a Dolphy Dream body. It's a Dolphy Dream two skeleton. More on that in a bit. With an exterior in different colors. Um, they have a lilac. And the body is still vinyl, correct? The vinyl, yeah, the body is still vinyl. Um, However, the thing that makes it special and different, despite the fact, like, other than the fact that they've done them in fant- what we usually call fantasy colors in the hobby, which is, like, purple and green and, that, like, minty green and that lavendery purple that you will see often as an option and then um, when randomly- someone is doing fantasy, but the face, the face is resin. No, the face is not resin, it's resin styled. Wait, what? Yes. So I the thought face... it was resin. I thought it was the whole thing was that it was resin. No, the face is resin styled. The eyes are might be a resin eye, similar to the how... They're glass eyes for sure in the pictures. Like, there's no be. way they're not glass eyes. Resin eyes and glass eyes look very similar. For example, the eyes they're using for a 2B and 9S are resin eyes. But they, they look like they're proportioned like the usual resin style doll's right. eyes. Right. Like... Yeah, it is round and not like the tall oval. In short, it's it's the super dolphy aesthetic. That is a lot of hard words for this time of night. Super dolphy Mm. aesthetic. I'm still failing at that. I give up. No, no, you you nailed it. You nailed it, my friend. No, there was like you um, you hit it. I'm glad there's a pop filter in front of me because that's just a miserable (laughs) word for a microphone. It's the super dolphy look. Um. On I up ahead on the head. on the Dolphy Dream body, so the okay, I believe it's there's a lilac, uh, a minty green, and a white, and then a tawny. 
which is kind of a brown color, which is obviously... Okay, so here's what's happening. <laughs> Let's roll up our sleeves and get into this whole naming shenanigans. So there's three dolls that we actually saw these colors of before at Adalpa at, for like an advanced screening of these things. The Tawny wasn't one of them. Uh, uh-huh. When they showed them before, they were said these are prototypes we're working on them like two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. At that point, they didn't have the cool pearlescent thing happening to them. The tawny, oh, that's another thing to mention. <laughs> so that the, yeah, so the, the on those three on the lighter colors, they all have this pearly color t- to them. So there's like an additive inside the resin itself, uh, not resin, vinyl, inside yeah. of the vinyl itself. Yes. Okay, but then. Oh. But then we have the tawny, which doesn't really have that. But to me, the tawny is in response to, well, they have the sunlight skin, right? For the, uh, you can get it on Akihabara uh, during limited times during the summer at the doll point um, for your doll choice. I see. But this one's darker than that. So obviously I feel like this darker skinned doll this melatonin heavy doll heavier um is a response to danny chu's melatonin heavy chocolate dolls okay that they didn't really does he use chocolate for his description of uh 50 percent of the population skin tone uh cocoa he uses okay but basically the same thing yes granted he also calls i think his pale ones vanilla um milk Cinnamon, milk. cinnamon is a new skin tone. Milk, cinnamon, tea, and cocoa. I have vague feelings about everyone being delicious desserts, but at least everyone's a delicious dessert. Even the guys. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that must. There has to be at least a drop of that in there because Volks is nothing but very well versed in market, like positioning themselves in the market. To try to maximize their impact and uh, sort of their viability compared to other makers. Yeah. That being said, Volks' newest frame is the Dolphy Dream 3 frame. It It includes things like adjustable screws to add tension to things so it doesn't lose tightness over time. And added um, points of articulation within the torso so it can bend more. Oh, so this is a generation back frame in these particular um, Dolphy icons that were released. Uh, And not only is it a generation back, none of the frames, with the exception of the one girl that's basically a white color, looks like it matches any of the skin tones. It's just a normal skin frame. Oh, yeah. There's this, like, if you look at the joints, they kind of did their best to design the outfits to cover up. The joints at the elbows, the ankles, and the wrists. But that's where the frame normally is visible on these guys. And they're definitely that sort of peachy color. Yeah, so the internet cried out. And usually people are kind of polite on the Volks Facebook posts and all positive. But when these guys <laughs> came out and they showed like the final announcement before the, the doll pa, everybody was like, you're changing the frame, right? What's wrong with the frame? Frame, 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 frame color, frame. frame. Um, the internet shouted uh, with the frame to the point where Danny Chu specifically <laughs> called out that he would be working on fantasy colors and 
He's not quite sure what people were asking about, but of course his frame would match if he made a fantasy color. Um, so shots Granted, fired. these are like, these are like, oh, what's, what's the word for something you make before you make the real thing? Prototype. But they that weren't. one. It's but- a prototype. And I can understand not wanting to commit to a whole, like, figuring out the plastic. This is a different plastic. It's but not the same Lindsay, vinyl. So no, the color they, is different. they did the final release like that. That is what people received at Dalpa. But, I mean, isn't Dalpa still sort of a, like, sort of preliminary version? No. This is the initial release. Unless they oh. really do a version 2, and they remove that belly button piercing, but that what you get is a better frame instead, that's what we got. Well, interesting. That's, that is a choice very counter to their normal MO about aesthetics and what they're presenting. Yeah, they're very much the perfectionists. I feel like they're like, shit, we have all these old frames. What do we do? Uh, well, the U.S. is, like, hungry for merchandise and specific things for them. Let's just shove it off on them. Cool. We I got mean, it. To give them a little credit, they may have been developing this back before they had the three. But the three frame fits into the other frame. and uh, into the other Oh, so pieces. there would have been no sort of no uh, difficulty in adjust. That is a series of interesting choices. I feel like and maybe, I wonder why they made them. The only thing I can think of is maybe because this was going to be such a small and limited release. I don't know how many batches they did of that vinyl and that color, how many they yeah. made of each one, but maybe just because they did such a low batch, it wasn't worth uh, creating like putting a- the. The resources in it. Yeah, of the, of the, um, like, vinyl slush casting you can do in pretty small batches. I don't yeah. know how small a batch you can do for, uh, injection molding, which would be the method of creating Yeah, frame. injection molding, um, I've vaguely sort of stumbled over into the miniature model side of the internet recently, because I have a whole bunch of critical role ones I need to paint eventually. Uh... <laughs> That, uh, and dogs. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, I, I, should, I think you would love, there, there's also a cat's one that I'm very I excited did. about. I need to show you both of these when they come in because the little, they're, they're precious and beautifully made. I, I did pre-order but, the cats and my friend has the doggos. Do you want to just like have a painting party, a mini painting party? I need to have a mini painting party. I, another, I mean, this is slightly related to things with colors. Um, I need to do that. I want to do that because I don't have any of the supplies and I'm kind of scared to start investing in the proper paint I th- resources. I so. mean, Jesse has all the stuff, like the Citadel stuff from, uh, I mean, I don't know if pigments go bad, but um, from, from... Well, the pigment won't go bad. The binder might get weird, but they're so watered, like they're intended to be so flowable, they're probably okay. Yeah, and then I have, in addition, all the Sukemora paints which are also highly pigmented and things like that so i like this future we are painting for ourselves (laughs) (laughs) painting um anyway um it's interesting the choice they made there it's so it's so unusual but anyway injection molding is very cheap on a mass scale very expensive on a small one which might be because you need to have it's the same thing with vinyl you need to create metal molds And that's really pricey. I don't know if they, like, I figure they have the molds, but, like, how much more does it cost to just create a new... It just might be ridiculously, prohibitively expensive. 
But it's like they have the molds. How much is it to just create a new mix of the of the plastic for the ABS? I mean, it's a good point. I can only imagine that it's one of those things like where the machines that do the injection molding are set up to do like six thousand, and you want to do ten. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's like we could theorize, theory craft about it. It's just interesting to see them commit to the color without having the frame kind of in a good place to match it. Yeah. My normal expectation would be they would have my normal, like, this is why they don't, we've never seen these colors, really. Oh. Or have we? Well, so, so interestingly, um, not, not the colors. We haven't seen it here, but we've seen it in resin, uh, particularly in my, my mind, the, the very, um, ill-fated, re- uh, French resin, Bambacroni, um, dolls that, were a beautiful blue and turned a beautiful green. Um, But, so... so Well, like, we've seen fancy colors before, but Volks, have they done fantasy colors? Not really. As far as they've gotten is uh, the Baron was done in a black resin. Um, Right. And Irvin um, has the very deep color... uh, higher pigmented skin and i can't remember what that one's called um (laughs) Uh, yeah there's a a very specific word specific uh, speaking of which we now have there's a very limited i think only 31 release of mana by volks (gasps) i saw that yeah so that's like a has never seen a human being more perfectly suited to be turned into a doll version of themselves if you're not familiar with mana because it might or may not be adjacent to your experience of the hobby depending when you entered the hobby (laughs) i could actually i've been on a visual cake lately so this dovetails nightlessly with my life um mana is or is a famous performer who is from the visual k end of the genres of the world visual k is a lot of bunch of people basically saw big hair metal bands in america in the 1980s and then started doing their own version and went off into a completely kind of their own niche aesthetic direction with it that usually ends up with high-heeled big clunky boots lots of leather and pleather and a sort of mid-1990s lestat vampire aesthetic (laughs) and mana is a performer who um dresses in these layers of like uh lolita-esque gothic lolita-esque from the clothing style beautiful layers of clothing and usually is like velvets and has these wonderful i assume usually wigs because of the way that they're colored and designed of like just this perfect doll of a human with this amazing singing voice and they're basically a dolphy doll already (laughs) in their aesthetic for their performance um one really significant thing about mana is Though I believe Mana identifies as male, Mana's uh, performance persona is female or non-binary adjacent. I haven't been close up on, like, sort of how they present themselves, but it was like, it's this really cool thing they're doing, playing with gender roles and gender presentation. It's, like, really, really cool, and Mana's really great. And that's, <laughs> that's a whole other story because it's been long associated with performers who perform uh, for in female things in kabuki and otherwise when the male it's okay for male performers to exhibit female traits and in fact 
live their lives in such ways. Well, that, uh, within yeah. the performance, it's considered culturally sort of uh, approved. Just like in um, thinking about to Shakespeare traditional theater traditions in Europe, is there was a point where this interesting thing happened where women used to play these roles and then they weren't allowed to anymore. So the men took on the roles to reduce ourselves into a binary system, which is always exciting and not great, but for the purpose of this current explanation. Yeah. And it's same thing happened in Kabuki. Women used to do them. Yeah. And then they were forbidden from it because it was considered for whatever reason, not appropriate for women to do so because it was associated with all this other stuff. So a bunch of women lose jobs in the arts. That's cool. But then there's this tradition of taking on those roles instead, which becomes really interesting all across the world. Yes. And um, I think, I can't remember if they're called Onagata or something like that. You're right. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Wow. Recall. I had a recall. Um, So like, (laughs) they would actually, they would actually say like, you know, method acting and the best way to kind of get into the role of the woman is to like live other parts of your life like a woman and dress like a woman and your normal life and things like that, which is very, very interesting. And yeah, and it's a nice avenue for people who feel constrained by the gender conformity of larger society to explore that or to be a performer and not feel that pressure but to want to explore that anyway and take it very seriously yeah but then on the other hand you have in japan you know like not a lot of good reforms or support like it's totally things are changing lately yeah things are changing um for example shibuya i think was the first ward i think it was two years ago to um, give uh, mutual, try to remember the exact terms, mutual domicile living certificates to same-sex partners, which is like, I guess the closest equivalent in America would be... Um, Domestic oh, what? partnership? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, no, it, it's like, you know, in some common law marriages where it's not that you're married, it's that you've been living in the same domicile with your finances combined for like a certain number of years... And you're kind of granted the same rights as if you were married. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's a similar certificate that can be, because everything is a certificate from the government. So being married is about filling out their certificate, the marriage certificate, for example, and getting like a form filled out and getting it back properly. Um, there's also a similar one for people who aren't like married, married, but are like, I would like to give rights to my partner or to this other person similar to a marriage and they Shibuya did the first same-sex version one a few years ago and there's been this huge movement lately in um various quarters in a fairly conservative country politically to um bring that into the discussion and to think about those sorts of things so it's it there's this whole bunch of movement on it in um the Japanese political milieu and the first openly gay um uh representative was currently voted into the um upper house i think they're called houses i'm not quite remembering but an openly gay man was voted into political service in one of the prefectures so that's super cool yeah so so that was a beautiful tangent about culture yay (laughs) yay that's what you're here for right this is really what what yes absolutely 
So, but so with the Dolphy icon situation, it's, it, it is an interesting series of choices about what they yes. did with that. And then, so like, and that, that brought us over to Mana, and we were talking about that skin well, tone. Mana, and then, yes, yes. there's a way to, to go back through the long and lengthy trail we just yes. walked down. Um, but it also is like, I wonder how many they're really planning to sell in the fantasy colors if they don't already have the frames in the right colors. Or are they developing the frames in the right colors in the third edition body and they haven't finished yet? I have... I don't know. No idea. Well, For actually, now, it's, it like, the... an interesting, like, thing about it. It sort of emphasizes the unrealness of it, which is interesting. Yes. Um, I might have been misquoted. I might... I might. I, they don't have the Dolphy Dream 2 frame. They have the Dolphy Dream 3 frame. And the newest frame is Dolphy Dream F to the third, a.k.a. F cubed is what I call it. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I remember it's confusing. You, you have talked about this new frame before, I think. Yes. Yeah, it's a little confusing. Um, speaking of of uh, dolls like that, so they have the realistic face. So Danny Chu is responding with his realistic faces. He's oh, t- is he? I haven't really been on top of what his shenanigans are lately. So what it ends up being is kind of a more like video game face because for whatever reason he feels like his iconography and his brand can't exist without with human nostrils um i mean granted i mean that's correct that's where his entire brand comes from is being a liaison for the ministry of culture by pushing anime as like a cultural diplomacy thing but that being said what he got is uh one very warm looking girl that looks a little bit more like a video gamey kind of thing and one kind of more Majime serious girl that looks like that. Um, they were both pictured on Cortex bodies. Um, so that's cool. Oh. So let's talk about Cortex for a little bit. Um, Cortex, so Cortex is out. Yeah. Cortex was released. Um, they did like a soft release with some people doing apparently um, uh, the secret sea. They knew what the three seashells were for. And... Sea sort? Yeah. Sally shells, seashells. I'm failing at this. Sally sells the... seashells on the seashore. You're doing much better. They knew what the three seashells were for, and thereby they talked to Danny, and things were exchanged, and they got their kits. Um, so if you look on YouTube, there's many, many, many people attempting to put together these kits. Um, when Danny was originally oh. talking about these, um, I mean, I did my interview. I'll, I might have to listen again, but it kind of sounded like he was like going, yes, it'll be a more affordable way for people to enjoy these. And I was saying in my interview, I'm looking forward to it getting back to how the hobby started, which was a lot of do-it-yourself kind of kit building. Yeah. Um, when he released these kits, he said, these kits are not designed for the average consumer to like, and the average to hobbyist use. to to assemble um the tolerances were very low on them for sliding in parts and everything some parts you needed to actually lubricate to get into place and many people actually failed their build and actually had to pay money to get replacement parts um oh wow interesting is almost every single doll sold by danny chu up to now just had like almost an unconditional hey if you break it let us know we will help you out and get you a piece or something you break it we'll make sure you're okay because it's an idea of like that's sort of the mentality he had as a but i assume it has changed yeah so it was i don't want any of my girls out there being broken but now because of this it is, if you have a Cortex 
and you built it yourself, I don't know if this applies for the ones that he um, assembled as well, but if you buy a Cortex and you built it yourself, I will not cover any damaged pieces. You will have to buy separate replacement pieces, um, which is interesting. Uh, also of note, it's not a complete snap together kit for best use. I think the initial release of it, they tried to just do snap together parts and that was that anime NYC release and people getting yeah. things from there. Um, they did notice that some of the parts popped apart again. So in the final video that Danny did showing the assembly of it, uh, a little bit of glue goes on uh, at certain point points of it to keep it mm. all together, including this. And then another weird thing is this weird part to get the, the torso together involves like pushing zip ties down in the center of a thing that's sealing on itself as you tighten the zip ties. It just... Oh, yes, I did see. I, I watched his video about assembly not continue like all the way through but like skipping forward a little bit yeah because he's taking his time and he's kind of rambling at it's not a, a tightly edited video and it which is good yes. because of what he's doing yeah it's good to see every single piece of what he's doing but if you're not watching it to put together it's a little dry but yeah it was this interesting zip tie method they had in the middle and i was watching like this is very intriguing and definitely like they've pivoted the way they're marketing it from we couldn't make it dead simple so we're pivoting the marketing to here's a challenge and it's on you as someone who's purchased this to be to say i know this is a challenge this is not an, an entry model thing this is an intermediate to advanced thing and since you're the one putting it together as a non-professional who has bought this piece and not me and my company putting it together with standards that we have, we cannot ensure, essentially, your correctness of following our directions. So basically the one feedback point I did constantly hear, even directly from Danny about the Cortex, is that um, one of the things, the big selling points of the uh smart doll versus the dolphy dream is the increased flexibility on the uh, body particularly the center spine um so the center spine is like a contiguous almost like armature um yes almost like a doll armature uh for like a, a fabric doll of something like that it's um, like a bunch of pieces that nest into each other to create a ball and socket-esque kind of like rotating thing which was one of the reasons why they updated the uh f3 body to the f cubed body um now on the dolphy dreams the the joint is kind of below the rib cage but on the mm. uh other than it's it's underneath the, the the bust right it's hidden somewhat yeah so on the dolphy dreams it's there but on the on the uh smart dolls it's directly under the bust which gives you a higher point of motion that can move more freely because it's not on as skinny an area on the waist uh yeah um so it gives yeah, you Cort a larger i think range it's been motion. established that smart dolls like if you're talking purely about range of motion they're stiffer yeah they're stiffer but they have a larger range of motion the smart dolls now it lost a bit of that posability because the harder top bust will not allow for the frame to bend and push the bust because you kind of hit a hard point so a lot of uh, Danny's oh, recommending... Oh, so instead of the vinyl giving, it's... You, this, you had an end Even point. though it's as close as they could get. 
Yeah. I see. So a lot of what they're doing is hybriding. So you'll still have dolls that are released with vinyl busts. Are, and sometimes he recommends if you want to have that increased flexibility, buy a vinyl bust with your order. Right, because um, they, do, they do sell them separate. Yes. Um, also vinyl hands. Also, sometimes there will be hybrids with vinyl heads as well. So that's a thing that's happening. Also, another thing that's happening is the Coco that was very excited for that release in the Cortex. Unfortunately, um, the initial Coco already came with a little bit of sponge sandpaper thing because it was more prone to getting little nicks and white marks, white lines mm. from the nicks. Um, apparently, the uh, Cortex, being, being that it's a slightly harder material, has that even more so. Um, oh. Uh, and in addition, the uh, I think he was saying that there, there is a slight color difference, not a lot, but a slight color difference between the frame and the uh, uh, body. Nothing, nothing in the lines of, I don't know, Adolfi icon. <laughs> a certain purple Adolfi. Uh, actually, I think it was, he wasn't saying that there was the frame and the arm. It, he was saying the vinyl parts and the, the cortex, cortex Asaflex parts, uh, had a little bit of a tone difference. Um, so that was a That's little disappointing for me because I was kind of getting excited for that because I wanted the, uh, the justice in that. But, <laughs> but then he, uh, he also tweeted about a really cool clear version you could get in a super limited run yeah that's neat yeah basically like harkens back to the day of like everybody getting like clear game boys and clear like playstation (laughs) controllers that that, like mid 90s aesthetic of look how cool the future is we can see all the tech inside of your thing yeah in this sort of blocky bulky way that was really kind of neat because they're yes. showing off, they're like, look, look at all these things that have, like, boops and bobs on them. They're really neat. The future. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and it's, it's a great, dis- I imagine part of it was wanting to have a display model so you could see the inside. And then, like, oh, wait, what if we, like, made a bunch? And then, like, Yeah, I feel have a feeling, since he had to make one, he had to make several, and he's not planning. That's, he said they yeah. were expensive to make, so he's not going to do a larger run of them. No. Um, uh, speaking of display models, um... I ended up getting a new doll. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I ended up getting a new doll. I'm trying to remember if I knew about this or not. I, I may not have. I think I think I sent an image to you. Do I yes, no, no, I do know about this. I forgot. This is the kind of day I've had. Okay. So, yes. Well, new is a operative word. It's new to you, but not brand new. No, I think it's from previous to, like... 2007-ish? Um, I, I'm In other to... words, exactly up your alley. Yeah, so... <laughs> you love the older style of things. She seems to be a display model from somewhere. Um, her head plate Wait, was... what company is she? Is she, is she Volks? She is Volks. Her head plate I is I thought a... she wasn't Volks, actually. Yeah, her head plate is a lower number from Tenchino Sato. Uh, if you would Ooh. like to hear information or read about information about... Uh, Volk's head plates, please head on over to, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Neo Angel Den. So that is, uh, uh, Bingo.com forward slash Neo Angel Den. Angel Den. Uh, so, um, 
Yeah, her head plate number is a lower number than my mini super dolphy, so I assume she was made earlier than her. Um, so wow. eventually, you'll look forward to a beautiful project journal about me restoring this girl. Because um, she's all sorts of glued, right? She Her head was super glued to her neck, um, and she was very <laughs> I yellow. love display models. They're really great, because they're, like, kind of janky. <laughs> so... I did gouge her neck a little bit, but I'll leave that whole story for another day. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go off on a whole adventure if we start talking about this one. Yes. And there's still a link that I have to click, apparently. <laughs> yes, we're almost there. Let's talk about one thing before mystery link. Um, so I just want to, it was also just, information was just released. Um, uh, we were talking about collecting sets. Well, for those poor souls who have devoted themselves to buying all the the Fate um, oh. <laughs> Dolphy releases. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry There's for your more. life. Yeah, it's it's happening. Um, so Mash not, I don't, and I don't like Gudapo. them as much. Ah! Uh, okay, so obviously armor and weapons is more my thing, but you do grow very attached to Mash in the friggin' um, game. And there was a part during anime boston where i was just like sitting in a hallway crying in a alphonse elric costume i think it was or ah, something. appropriate um <laughs> you matched I, I, was costume. In, I was in some sort of costume just kind of crying and someone's like can i take a picture and i'm like yes ripes yes! eyes <laughs> and that, like puts the, down that food. is because did was, they at least ask if you were okay no, no they didn't realize it because i was just kind of doing like the tr- quiet like i'm playing this game and having all the feels because i'm playing through the end boss stage right now uh kind of thing and like i was just like all the feels so it's like all the cutscenes, and i'm just like (laughs) just like (laughs) just like dying on the inside and i'm like i have i don't know who plays this game i don't know who i can latch on to for emotional support right now somebody (laughs) who can i turn to who will actually understand why i'm upset (laughs) there must be a weeb in the audience here somewhere that can help me (laughs) Um, I just can't, I can't get very far in it because I can't get very far in gotcha things because I may be the only human in the universe where gotcha doesn't work on me. I mean, honestly, this game, you don't have to win anything because it gives you events where you basically get what they call welfare servants. So just by playing the game and playing the occasional event, you'll have everything you need to beat the main story of the game which is that is a phrase you could never say in any other context and not sound bad really welfare servants oh oh i see what you mean okay yes it Um, just occurs to me sometimes the things that come out of mouths because of context and then other content anyway so so, those are two new ones which are going to make a lot of people of several hundred dollars poorer um so cool. Uh, I'm, they're they're I'm like safe. less complex sets than I was expecting. Um, th- it's probably because they're going to either release later versions of them or... Or separate- do like expansion outfits. Like, exactly. Like the really expensive, like really cool stuff that you can buy, like with Miku. Yeah, they're absolutely going to do uh, outfits for both of them because the um, the main character who is affectionately known as Gudako, um, she gets outfits that are basically different armor that gives you abilities in the game that change um which are basically little buffs you can use with your your uh 
Uh, command Dress seals. up for buffs, which is the basically the idea of Final Fantasy Ten Two. So really yes. cool, really. Yeah. So she basically has dress fears that change her abilities. You got it in one. That's the idea. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Mash, and, and at minimum has her outfit, and then the outfit when she is a servant. Um, That's true. So they're, they're right now they're doing their more like clothing based simpler outfits right of like sort of like when they're not in the sort of full may you of fighting each other all the time yes um basically if you're not familiar with fate this is a master insert gosh (laughs) the words coming out of my mouth um you have a main character who can summon uh, basically a person from time and then something weird happens familiars is familiars more comfortable with you I mean, it's not that I don't mind saying the words. It's just you know, I'm in the moment considering what it sounds like out of context. I mean, as long as it's all consensual. TLDR people Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. TL- Famous yeah. people Pokemon. That's what this is. You are summoning King Arthur from beyond the grave and they fight for you. Um, but they and- instead look like, or you're summoning, I don't know, Inkadu from Gilgamesh. And Gilgamesh also is there, but they don't look like how you expect them to. Sometimes Thomas Edison is a girl. It's just a thing. Don't worry about it. Uh, Thomas Edison isn't a girl. He is a lion. I see. I stand and sit corrected. Just a big old lion man. And he (laughs) argues with Nicholas Tesla. And um, it's really... Really good. Um, it has a beautiful translation, English translation team that incorporate all the memes or memes. Oh, my uh, goodness. Um, they know so, too well the fandom to which they are um, catering. Oh, my God. I've Can you taken... imagine if they did a giant lion person, Dolphy, though? Um, okay, that's a good enough segue. So, Dolph, oh? Dolph Family A... Um, yeah. Um, over the last few months, released um, in their 70 centimeter line, uh, something called Alpha, which was a wolf head, uh, not a lion head, but a giant wolf head. Oh, and- I see. They're going after the long disproven alphabetic thing. <laughs> so, um, so with this look, which was very cool, and they kind of made like some of them look like a kind of like um. Like that's rogue. really cool. I actually really like the animal head body stuff. Like, yeah, it was like it rogue cool. cop thing. But they made this really interesting, large, um, seventy centimeter body, and you are now allowed to click that link and please scroll to the bottom. And everybody, you'll you'll know when she gets there. So for those playing along, maybe we'll put a link somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh! If but, they're in um, the hobby, they know. If not, they'll they'll be able to Google this certainly. Uh, okay it's a doll family doll family a loading i'm watching my loading it's taking a moment sometimes things from overseas take a moment it's it's a doll all right why do we why do we walk through my experience of this website Uh, so at the top it says bj divas which is pretty normal i assume this is someone who like is like a secondary seller like works as a front for other companies right right that's correct yeah and this is all right so i'm immediately accosted all right we have Oh, uh, hmm. Uh, so at the top of the page, it says 70 centimeter male body. It's on a discount right now. I see a picture of a nude form that's like in a small square. It says sail across it, and it's like really artfully layered. And I'm reading down the page, and it says skin color, 
choose an option. We're pretty normal so far. We're and good. then it says add big snake plus briefs parts. Oh, oh, yeah. Keep keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and I already have an idea of what I'm about to no, you don't. understand is the reason why you are doing this to me. Oh, it's I'm I'm, so I'm, I'm kind going of down. I'm kind the of sad. This personal images is beige. Okay, I should have cool. just sent the damn image, but that's okay. We're in this now. We're we're scrolling down and we're seeing pictures of the nude uh, doll, which is normal. It's a pretty average looking, <laughs> pretty average looking seventy centimeter. It's like very muscly. It's got like a, like a million stacked abs. Yes, just and we have a little perfect. heart over the uh, more sensitive areas. Perfect. It looks like for the joints are like pen. locking from yeah. the way that they work. I'm not super big fan of the elbows because I never am unless they look really good. Yeah. And like the rest of it looks like it's 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 a kind of locky together kind of style of molding because it's so big and heavy. How else would it stand? Which probably means that the knees look horrible when they're bent. But some people like that look, so that's fine. I can let other people have this. We're going down, and they're giving different angles on the shoulders. It's like the sculpting itself is really beautiful. The jointing isn't like totally my thing. Yeah, we're going I, down. We're going down. Oh, we have like an we have that that thigh joint, so you can like pop it out at the upper thigh, so you can like angle the leg more because resin doesn't squish. I think Eiffel House Cross is the arms. first to do that. But I'm okay, not here's sure. the yeah. The knees are just these giant peanut knees, which I'm are really beautifully incorporated into the sculpting. So it's like not my thing, but I can understand it being other people's thing. I'm not super super excited about it. The back sculpting is gorgeous. All right, and now almost suddenly we have like gone from I this is a doll on display into artful bordeaux bordeaux wait bordeaux shots bordeaux <laughs> see this is my like a bordeaux shoot because there's now fabric involved yeah and we're going down and we're going down and it's like this like now it's gone to a very different magazine oh you're um, you're, you're not even there yet honey you're almost there. Did you hmm. get there? The following parts exist for this body. The ones in the lowest image come with the body, but the big snake and briefs cost extra. You know, I got to the first picture. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know what? Alright. And then I kept going. Yeah. And... Ladies and gentlemen, when they said there's a big snake part, I thought they were being, like, coquettishly tongue-in-cheek about what they meant. <laughs> but no, it's very literal. <laughs> and they also offer what seems to be a transformation sequence style of six other parts that go from a, a normal state to slowly transforming into an actual snake. Um, I, I would argue that that's not necessarily the point. Uh, it could be simply um, different sizes for those whose genitalia there is um, ones that... I would, I would believe this if it wasn't normal. Progression, 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 progression. I'm starting to turn into a snake than an actual snake. So, yes. <laughs> I, I, I grant you that. Um... So, there's what? a few... Why? Okay. Why is this a thing? Okay, let's take a few steps I'm not back. normally like this about other people's choices about presenting, because it's kind of, like, sometimes people do it for the lull. Sometimes there's, like, 
I can. Is there like a, a meme I missed? Well, my anaconda don't want none if you don't got buns, son. I can only imagine this is them being very tongue in cheek and just sort of making a joke. But it could also be. I don't. I'm not judging. I'm just asking the question. What? Okay. This is commitment. Yeah. It's a well This is commitment snake. to a turn of phrase is what this is. It's a very well sculpted snake. Um there is some veins on the underside um of it uh, uh crossing the line between genitalia and and an uh, an actual fucking snakehead with like fangs. Yes. Um so some interesting things are happening. First of all, it's not the first time that we've had det- detachable male genitalia oh, no. for dolls in this they hobby. did this a long time ago yeah. and it's done frequently yeah i think i'm not sure but some of the um you know you ones i think might have had it yes, they absolutely did and i think i i might be wrong but i do remember shucks do you remember press Papal- papelia for good feel do you remember that one where there was the silicone based inserted part uh-huh. into the chest for the areolas and the nipples on a male. Uh-huh. Okay, so there was that. Um, so, as as discourse and analysis buffs, what is this fascination with having our dolls not be a simple stagnant form, even down to their primary and secondary sexual uh, organs. I'm sorry. You have tried to reach the Lindsay that can do <laughs> philosophical and cultural analysis, <laughs> but she's currently viewing two images that I'm still struggling to make sense of. <laughs> okay. Please leave a message. So one of the earlier ones, I distinctly remember while it attached, um, it simply, uh, to, in, in order to to uh, make it seem engorged, you would actually just rotate it and it would go from pointing downwards to pointing upwards. Um, We're uh, totally later, putting an explicit rating on this one, aren't we? Um, th- this is all scientific. Um, uh, later ones, uh, they actually had a, the sculpture attached since it was not... Uh, the, the genitalia looks a lot different when it's engorged or not engorged, and simply rotating it is not an actual physical good representation of that. Um, so, so they then started having separate ones to be attached, um, and it was mighty um, actually convenient for them to attach and disattach because with the 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 genitalia attached, it's really hard to place the doll into clothes. Um, Mm-hmm. So now we have this one. So we have, I, I think, uh, attachments one through one through three, four, five are basically different states of the the member being engorged. Um, but then we have one that looks like an itty bitty snake, and then the anaconda. And to be fair, or not fair, that no, no, the the anaconda is extra. Itty bitty snake is not. It comes with it. Yes, yes. Uh, so that the that's the one that's really giving me trouble. It's just the bitty one. The transformation implied <laughs> by the bitty one. Oh, 
Interesting. That it it's like this is a progression. You can't tell me that this picture is not a progression. The, no, so I agree that the first five are a progression. The last one seems slimmer than the other ones, so I think it's all It's turning into a snake, Becca. What else would it do? Why would it get slimmer? Because it's a snake. When, when a member is aroused, it usually doesn't get slimmer. But you have to pay extra for the big snake. You do. Um, oh, and the so briefs. <laughs> and, and the briefs. So the briefs basically look like a thong. Um, that's a resin thong that you can clip on. And it's just so you can you don't have to deal with the whole extra business when you put pants on and things. Um, you're probably right. It's basically probably like a, like It's to cover the, 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 I can't think of a way to call the damn thing that doesn't sound horrible. Well, basically you're going to have to, for the option parts, you're going to have, right, you're going to have some sort of, uh, attachment. A peg uh, and hole system, which is just getting worse. Um. (laughs) So similar to the way you have to maybe use like things to plug in the um the uh like audio port or... in a phone or something like that. You would plug the briefs in so you don't have something covering up that um that like area for the attachment. For yeah. That makes sense. Okay. That is you know people just find such things amusing and sometimes they like to project um aesthetic and like especially sexual aesthetic onto things they can control and i mean and dolls are a great place to do that because it's not just it also helps define the object as different from a childhood sort of sanitized um for children sort of item and sometimes sexual stuff elevates things in a sort of uh, thematic context to a more it sort of forces you to kind of look at it in a certain way. I also think people just like it and find it funny and find it interesting because I have, I'm trying really hard to use my, like, most of my brain right now. Yeah, I it's the same, You know, it's the same reason that we have small, medium, large, and ridiculous boob parts. Right. It's the same exact thing. It's really not any different. It just feels different because of the audience it purports to be catering to. Yeah, as usual within a lot of cultures, females are expected to be sexually available to other people, but aren't expected to express their own interests or desire or their own preferences at the same time, which obviously is contradictory and is is contradictory on somewhat of a paradigm of control, purposeful way. But... This is really the same as the fact that some companies that do bespoke uh, uh, sexual toys do, do like mini versions. Because it's, yes. it's funny and people kind of like them and people find it interesting. And there's nothing actually wrong with it. I'm just, it's the, the, the deep. There was a lot of thought put into this. Someone thought a lot about this. And they executed it, and they put it on a very muscular-looking, uh, like... Uh, Body. Right, and and the images of the ex- option pieces came immediately after what Lindsay described as a boudoir shoot. Um, I so- mean, they knew what they were doing. Someone is laughing really hard at the thing that they did. Are they and laughing? I- or do- uh, so, so, like... I kept looking at this and I was like torn. I'm like, is this 
a female trying to be somewhat diminutive and play with the idea of like men taking their their genitalia and like elevating it or is this like a man actually going i want to show this guy is like so powerful let me create a physical representation of that like i'm i'm trying to see i keep trying to see through the lens of the person that created this and i'm not sure which from, way they were coming from from uh, lots of words mean different things um <laughs> from my experience like i have several friends who are artists who will do commissions that are on the sexier end of the spectrum or are part of communities where this is a large part of the aesthetic that they're engaging with someone went you know what would be really funny <laughs> what if it was a real snake <laughs> And then they made a real snake. <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah, I mean... And, and my guess. That is my guess about the snake part of the situation. The rest of it dovetails beautifully into the parts of the hobby that are always about realism and wanting to sort of have lots of options to express something. And sometimes what they're expressing is a little sexy. That, though, that's very interesting to me because, like... um. A lot of the times, most of the times, what we see with our dolls is we see them depicted clothed, um, and at least online, especially since, you know, Facebook Dep algorithms, And it all depends God. on, like, what end of the pool you're in at the time. Yeah. That being said, you know, there is plenty of classical art that shows genitalia as just... Yep. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah. Because it is just there. Yeah. So, um, of course, once again, we immediately take... Well, number one, it's clearly showing a, a member becoming engorged. So it's clearly not just being there. It's being there to show uh, a sexual desire, a sexual object. Yeah. As opposed it's to... It's very purposefully trying to do that. As opposed to like the David or something where it's not. It's just there and the guy's posing. Um, and that being said, we, we also have something similar happening to the ladies, even though there's, I believe it, the term is secondary or tertiary sexual organs, where they're not directly related in the reproduction of humans, but they are there and looking, we have the various chest sizes, or as way, way back, they used to be uh, funnily um, translated as milk parts, I do recall. For yeah. For those wanting to take that way back machine trip with me. Um, <laughs> so, so it's very interesting. And I think, I think I touched on this once before. I've discussed this once before where I think it's interesting how we want our dolls to be able to kind of represent us and like be able to experience mm -hmm. the same things as us and not be To limited. take the replication of human form to its natural places. Right. So, like, even though, obviously, this is a 70-centimeter doll, it is not a larger doll made by real doll or anything like that, it's, like, still feels like this doll can never feel happy or excited because it's in the static form. But what if we could give the static form the ability to become happy and dopamine-filled and engorged with, with their member? <laughs> and I think there there's an element we're kind of walking around where some people do, like, sort of view these icons <laughs> to kind of tie ourselves back around again, which is also an interesting phrase to use in this conversation, um, as sort of, like, sexual fantasy and a representation or a way to actualize sexual fantasy. 
which is a perfectly valid form of interacting with an item. It feels weird sometimes when it's an item um, often associated with childhood, but these are not childhood, or these are diff- this is a different context in which it's being engaged in. Yes, and also it's it's good to note that, uh, let's see, Doll Family, I think is a Chinese company. Um, don't quote yes. me on that. I do believe they are. Um, I can, uh, from, my guess from the style of sculpting is very much in a certain type of Chinese style of art, of BJD. But I will double check. Double but, but, check. Doll Family A, what are we? But basically, it's suffice to say that there is festivals all over the world involving phalluses and things like that. And in the U.S., we have very much stigmatized primary, secondary, tertiary sexual organs as to not be seen. Um, Unless it's uh, usually female on display, but that's a whole thing. Yes. Um, So I feel like it's probably not as like like brain blowing to see uh any sort of human figure with genitalia so like once again here in the states we have barbie dolls and the like and heaven forbid they actually have uh any mark on the bottom that indicates a butt cheek or anything else um Uh, yes uh meanwhile and to the point where they eventually just sculpted panties onto them with the barbie logo uh, for it, that happened on and off, um, people tended to not like them. I think I would I would not like it because if I wore something more form fitting on the doll, it would show through because it was actually textured, um, and and that was part of this entire idea. Meanwhile, it's not entirely a new thing. Like there's an entire movement right now involving breastfeeding and things like that. And meanwhile, there's illustrations from churches where somebody was just straight up breastfeeding in a church which was fine at that time this was like that time before pictures so if it was like you're describing or something like that or if you're having a court case they would actually sit there and like draw the whole thing um now they do it just because you're not supposed to bring cameras in but yeah that's the idea for like news stories and things they would draw the thing for the newspaper um so that was the time period when this piece depicting a woman just calmly breastfeeding in church came from, which was not that long ago. So this entire idea of being prude, closed, and closeted, which is very unique to uh, the idea of what we codify as a Western society. I, not always, but frequently, yes. It's part of the imperialistic uh, machine. Yes. That's for sure. So, so I found... I, I, it's a lot of interesting ideas and thoughts that came to my mind when I saw this, and it also involved me just, like, saving it and immediately sending it to at least a few people going, and, and, and it blowing up on many doll groups. Um, well, because it's ridiculous. It is. It is a little <laughs> over the top. And I remember uh, the... I'm trying to remember the... Uh, I think it was Domoya. The, the press papelia for great feel um, one with the, the silicone mm-hmm. areola area uh, had a similar reception well, on Den of Angels many years ago. Um, there's also, like, um, fairly famously, there's a French creator who is making replica silicone squishy style bust for um, Fairyland smaller size. Um, there's all people have been 
And, like, all you have to do is look over at the, um, oh, what is the company called? Help me, Becca. The one that, Angel Philia. Yes. Who do um, custom, not the innards, but a custom of vinyl bodies that have clearly women in various states of um, enjoyment, I suppose. And that they specifically are selling them this way to people who want to have, hold, and see this sort of form. I think... I have one more link to show you now. <laughs> oh god, there's two. You you you. So you, you opened already up like the... made my brain four oh four once. <laughs> um, you brought up the artist artist doll mentioned. So now I need okay. to show you the artist doll that came up here in my go. doll group. Let's see here. I do like that Becca did not send me immediately the link to this because I think the moment she found the link, she knew what she wanted to do with it. Alright, I felt like I showed it to you, but... Mm -mm. Trust me, I would have remembered. I, I felt like you... Well, it showed up on our doll group and you're in the doll group, so that's... I, I'm not... I'm never on Facebook, Becca. That is on you. Okay, one last... One last one. There we go. So this Whoa, is a, this is one... I can't even guess what it is because it's the gobbledygook from Facebook. Yeah, so this I... is... Uh, do, you want, do you want me to just click it right away? Am I yeah, just go right into it. It's it's an artist doll. And, um, yes. Hopefully the link works. If not, I'll... Mm -hmm. <laughs> do, do you want to describe that a little better than that noise? <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> I'm taking it in. Um, uh, this, maybe I'll, I'll go, maybe, I, I can, all right, well, no, so, I can, I can, I can describe it this round. I mean, I'm fine with describing what I'm experiencing visually. Okay. And it might be more entertaining if I slowly try to work my way through coming to terms with this thing existing. Yes. So it's an Instagram so, link. So, it, yeah, it says pre-order definitively between two pictures front and back of a what i can only assume is a limited run artisan small atelier style production of what is perhaps best and most clearly described as a phallus with arms and legs fully formed with a tiny strange face in the middle yes um oh is you if you uh, flip it to the right, if you scan right, uh, it comes with face plates and cute little expressions. It sure does. <laughs> and the part that's really getting me is how beautifully, like, in terms of, like, the flow of the piece, it's beautifully done and the jointing is gorgeous. And someone really sat and put a lot of artful and thoughtful thought into how exactly to make this. They made, they they made the uh, the uh, the rear end of it like very round and uh, sensual. I think. Uh, in fact, in the rear shot, the the one leg is lifted as if kind of doing a little, little, little uh, butt wiggle. Yeah. So we might as well give credit where credit's due. 
Um, the Instagram is mezendoll underscore BJD. So M E Z E N doll underscore BJD. Um, the artist in question is Daria Mezentseva. So I am assuming from the um, style of the name, this is probably one of our Russian sculptors. And they do, uh, looking at the wider Instagram, a bunch of really cool stuff. There's these, like, really beautiful art dolls with fur to make these sort of unicorn figures. These these really clever and interesting um, variety of just, like, these, like, intricate, sort of idiosyncratic, um, more than even just a doll, like, a, a multiple aspected uh, there's a word for the art i want to talk about where you use multiple different things from different places and combine them to make a piece of art uh, and yeah. they like found um, assemblage like... it's assemblage um okay. assemblage style but still jointed and there's definitely this like undertone of this sort of playful slightly um to the left of uh uh, of the usual slightly not unsettling exactly but they're like just touching on unsettling slightly odd um sort of like large and just weirdly set eyes like sort of playing around with the edge of horror almost in some of it yeah. and in that context i am increasingly unsurprised by the natural course that they have taken yeah and i feel like it is a it is a play on the the uh, male sexual um, uh, member that is basically uh, making it diminutive. Yeah, um, and in, in a similar way to the other pieces of art on display here, playing with what you think is cute, what you think is horror, what you think is fuzzy or neat. Here it is playing with what you think is sexy or powerful, and thereby making it diminutive as uh and cute i love some of the stuff i'm seeing on their etsy page which is like this i I just linked becca a thing and it's like a million dollars not actually but like it might as well be but i love what they're doing with it my gosh um mizendal is doing some really cool stuff and they have an etsy front this is so they're very easy to purchase from this said paper mache my god yeah, some of it is, um, I don't think it's quite paper mache, but it's like that type of like combined, uh, like a uh, paper clay-esque, um, material, I think. Ah. A lot of it's bespoke, one-off. These are amazing. I am so into the kind of stuff that they're making. The, um, and then there's, yeah. <laughs> the proportions on the face really, the, the proportions on the, the more human faces kind of remind me of, um gosh bat chicks a little yeah they have that similar aesthetic of like the elongated face yeah elongated slightly slightly fatter um with more pronounced wide jaw line high jaw itself is wide but the cheeks are high and then there's a bit of sallowness in the um space between yes and they do a lot of like smaller like one-off things and these really cute dragons my goodness but there's also (laughs) what i really enjoy is going back through the timeline of their Instagram as they show pictures of them. No, they do show the whole thing. I thought they were only going to be like, here's the butt of the thing. Just the butt of the thing that I'm currently carving and sculpting. No, they showed the whole thing. They weren't being coy about it. 
Yeah. But they actually do some really cool, like, progress videos. Like, dude, Mizzen dolls. Mizzen, Mizzen, Mizzen. I'm not quite sure the, on the proper pronunciation, and I will be gladly corrected. But they're doing some, like, something really playful and fun, and the uh, doll of the sort of focus here is fits right in with their canon of art pieces that they've done. Yeah. I think a lot of it's just, it's having fun, tab- having fun with taboo things is funny. And also is playful. And art has always interacted with the quote-unquote taboo. And so why not take a a form that you normally would restrict to certain guidelines of how you interact with it and how you're supposed to react to it, and then do something else with it, really? Yeah, yeah. I do think perhaps perhaps sometimes we just overthink things and sometimes we just have to drop back and just like dolls are art art can be fun let's play with concepts let's play with something (laughs) and sometimes people just like it because it's sexy and people are like engaged by that they're allowed can't believe it's an actual snake though so, if you would like to show us your Disney-bounded dolls. <laughs> I was about to say, I mean, <laughs> wasn't you... quite sure how that sentence was going to end, Becca. I gotta be, gotta be fair. <laughs> you can contact us on Twitter, Gmail, Blogspot, Facebook, and our website. We are Ningyo Bingo, N-I-N-G-Y-O-B-I-N-G-O. Uh, our website is ningyobingo.com and all of our other lovely little outshoots can be found from there right on the main page. Um, we love hearing back from people and we especially love seeing that you were moved enough by the kind of stuff we talk about to leave a review on iTunes or in any other podcatcher of your choice. It really helps people find what we're doing because of algorithms. And also, it makes me and Becca, like, screech and yell at each other, like, look at, look at the, it's like getting a present in the mail. Yes, yes. And if you want to leave some words of encouragement, we really appreciate it. Yes. So, um, remember, as you frantically go to Google, um, with your parents' consent, or, um, if you're over, uh, 21 or 18, I'm not sure. <laughs> it, it, it all changes depending on the country and state you're in. But yeah. if you are a legal adult to view such matters. So remember, as you Google these newfound dolls by Doll Family and our other lovely... Mezzan doll. Yes. To keep on collecting interesting new dolls. But keep a budget? 